Well, I think just because alcohol is such a social norm in our society, when I talk about not drinking, I feel like I'm kind of an outcast and like an outlier and like a lot of people just don't understand it. Yeah. You know? Hey, welcome to the Social Soul Podcast. My name is Jess. And I'm Haley. And as we release these episodes each week, we want to give you guys an inside look into what's been going on in our lives. So we're going to give you guys a little bit of an update as we release these episodes. So what's been going on with you, Jess? So um, I am officially just as tan as Haley. (laughs) I just want to put that out there because my entire life, I mean, I've known each other since second grade she's always been tanner than me and it's always made me really upset <laughs> so we were just sitting here comparing arms and she is literally just as tan as I yeah am. so after we record this we're gonna take a photo side by side so that you guys can see that I'm not lying <laughs> and so that we have documented proof on Instagram that this moment happened so yeah I've been working really hard on that the past week and I'm really happy about props it. props I'm proud thank of you. you thank you thank you um, okay, other than that, what's been going on in my life the past week? I went on a nice socially distanced date this week at a beach. Um, I want to bring up something now that I mentioned this yes. because I'm curious your view and other people's view on this. The whole mask situation, mm-hmm. I'm all for it. Yep. You should wear a mask if you're with, you know, or near strangers, whatever, closer than six feet. When I went to the beach, there was people wearing masks tanning by themselves, like 15 feet away from other people. I mean, I guess more power to you if you want to be that safe and careful about it, but I don't really think it's necessary. No, I don't think it's necessary either, but I think a lot of people are really unsure kind of the rules and the regulations around it. True. Okay. Especially in Washington State, because I think that there was like a mask mandate. So it's like if you leave your house, you have to have a mask on. So I've even questioned it when Dustin and I go on walks in the middle of the day. Like, should I be wearing a mask right now? Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. Okay. So I don't well, know. I'll give them a pass. But, but <laughs> I still think they were kind of weird. Well, and it's weird when I see people in their car alone driving with their mask on. That I don't understand. So either. I've done that only because I get in my car and I forgot to take it off. Okay. And then I've been driving and I've been like, why am I still wearing this? Yes. So every time I see somebody doing that, I'm like, you just forgot to take it off. It's okay. It's like, I get it. I was there. You know, you're good. You get a pass. But you can take it off now. Wait, so you went on a socially distanced date. I don't know if our listeners know that you have a... Yeah, I have a boyfriend. Yay! Officially have a boyfriend. Actually, while we're sitting recording this, it's been exactly one month of being official in dating. So... Whoa. Yeah, I know. Time flies. (laughs) Time flies when you're having fun. (laughs) I swear it was last week that you told me this. But yeah, the reason um, him and I did a socially distanced date was um, because my dad just had surgery. And so we were kind of worried, you know, about exposing him even more. He's already immunocompromised. So just the situation, I kind of tried to stay away from people for a while. Mm -hmm. And so we just did a socially distanced six feet apart date. I thought it was really funny because I came home, as most of you might know, might not know, I live with my parents. Thanks to um, being financially fucked. Medical debt. Yeah. Um, But I came home from my social distancing date 
And my mom was like, well, where'd you go? And I told her and I was like, but don't worry. Like we stayed six feet apart. We didn't hug. We didn't touch, you know, like didn't kiss him. And my mom goes, well, that sucks. Why did you even go? (laughs) My mom said this. I was like, um, because I'd still like to see him even if I can't touch him. And my mom literally, she's like, I wouldn't have been able to do that with your dad. <laughs> I'm like, okay, TMI, first Wait, off. Wait, your parents are marriage goals now. Yeah, I know. They really yeah. are. They really are marriage goals. <laughs> but I was like, okay. So I went and told my dad what she said because I was laughing so hard. Mm-hmm. And then he just like kind of got like a little like red in the face and was like, oh my God. But I was just like, you guys are fucking hysterical. Like, I wouldn't even gone if I couldn't have kissed him. Like, okay, mom. <laughs> I feel like socially distancing is like really awkward. Like my grandma came over this morning to pick up my nephew to watch him. And she knew that I wasn't feeling super great last week. So I actually like avoided all people last week. I yeah. was like, I'm just going to cancel plans because I just was concerned that like my headache and how I was feeling was going to turn into something more. So I was like, I'm going to stay away from people. And so she like comes over, she like stands at my door and I'm like trying to keep my distance. And I'm like, I can't give you a hug, but like I'm sending you love. Yeah. (laughs) It's just so awkward. It's so awkward, but you know, I think we're all doing the best we can and we're all going to hopefully get through this eventually. So just stay safe, everybody. Yes. But I really think that's, I mean, not much happened this week because I was just working on my tan so much that I didn't really have time for anything else. But anything exciting happened in your life the past week? Yeah. So this episode is dropping on Saturday. And actually, the same morning that we're dropping this episode, I'm really excited because I get to hop on a call and share a little bit more about my story of not drinking with this online support group for other non-drinkers called The Luckiest Club. That's so so awesome. Yeah, I'm like nervous, but I'm also really excited. This has been like a big goal of mine is to kind of have an opportunity to speak and share my story. So really excited to see how that goes. And is that something that people can tune into or do you have to be part of something to tune into it? Yeah, so you do have to be a part of the Luckiest Club, um, which is ran by a girl named Laura McCowan. She wrote the book, We Are the Luckiest. I think it, I think it started free, but now it's probably $10 a month. Um, But if I can get you guys info on that, I will. Yeah. So if you want info, reach out to her. Yeah. Because reach out to Haley. That's who I'm said when I said her. Um, that's who I was talking about. But you guys knew that. <laughs> Anyways, reach out to her to get that info if you do want to become part of that club. Yeah. Okay. Anything else? We have life updates for anybody. I mean, I can't really think of much, to be honest. Yeah. It's been beautiful here in Seattle. It is hot as hell today. And I wish it would stay forever. However, I know it's going to be gone in like three days because summer is like already almost over. <laughs> it's cool. literally insane to me that it's the middle of July. It's the middle of freaking it's July. The end of July. Oh, okay. Actually, good point. It's the end of July. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody was like, summer ends in a week. Or they were like, yeah, they were like, summer ends in a week. August is next week. And I was like, Whoa. go fuck yourself. Yeah. Okay, cool. Thanks for the reminder. Yeah. This year has been so fun, as we all know. <laughs> so much has been done. <laughs> well, we are so excited you guys are listening to today's episode. We have some really great content for you. So let's dive in. Um, I think we should probably start off by 
maybe talking about what we used to be like Mm -hmm. because we've definitely had some party days Mm -hmm. together. Um, I don't mean some people might already know, but we can kind of also discuss, I guess, how you live alcohol free now. Mm -hmm. So you don't touch it at all. I don't touch it nearly as much as I used to. I still like having drink every now and then, but it just doesn't make me feel good with battling a chronic illness, obviously. So we have two very different viewpoints, but also similar again. Mm-hmm. Like everything we're going to talk about is going to be yeah. <laughs> different, but similar. We're best friends for a reason. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I mean, we have had some fun in the past mm-hmm. yeah when we, we were younger we have not always like viewed alcohol this way and like had a healthy relationship with alcohol I can definitely think of some like crazy experiences we had in like our early party days even before we turned 21 like legal drinking age like some of the things that we used to do mm-hmm. just insane so mom and dad if you're listening <laughs> to this I apologize for anything that you might learn <laughs> We're sorry for stealing Smirnoffs out of your <laughs> garage <laughs> when we were what? I don't know. Young and innocent. Oh, God. I don't know. Okay. So my house that I grew up in, there was a Wendy's fast food restaurant. If some of you might know who know what Wendy's is um, down the street. And it was within walking distance. So we would walk to Wendy's and buy a like large diet coke because diet coke was our other obsession back then i can't even fathom how much diet coke we used to drink in our lives like every time i was in the car i had a diet coke in my cup holder i used to drink diet coke at like 8 30 in the morning yeah oh god so terrible okay so we would we would walk to wendy's buy a diet coke we would obviously drink it once it was empty we would steal the Smirnoffs out of the garage fridge and we'd put them in our Wendy's cups mm-hmm. and then we'd walk up around the neighborhood. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, that's not even like the worst of it. Like that was some like innocent, like we're, are you drunk? Like how old were we? Was that like, were we freshmen in high school or? Yeah, prob- probably probably freshmen, freshmen right? or sophomores, like just kind of like getting into the drinking yeah. scene. You definitely, I'm pretty sure you were the first person I ever drank alcohol yeah, with. Same. I'm pretty sure it was the Smirnoff in the Wendy's cup yep. was like the first time I ever drank yep. alcohol. And it qu- that quickly escalated. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> quickly escalated. Yeah, we weren't like that crazy. I would, I would say we were yes. actually pretty good. Yes. No, children. definitely compared to most people. Um, but I can think about like the time that we were at your house and your brother had vodka. Yes. Absolute vodka. And we ended up drinking some of the vodka and your parents came home and mm-hmm. I was like throwing up in the toilet mm-hmm. like and you're like <laughs> having to cover for me. <laughs> like I think she has food poisoning. Yeah. I was like, I don't know. She must have ate something bad. She's not feeling very good. I remember you were throwing up and I was trying to put your hair up for you. Yes. And you like kept moving. And so I couldn't like do it properly. Do you remember waking up the next morning with like five different clips no, in your hair? That's exactly what I was just going to say. <laughs> I remember waking up with a clip in my hair and just being like, oh, fuck. But what's funny is like when we were talking earlier, like I feel like that should have been one of the first signs for me. Just that 
sometimes drinking would get like a little bit out of control for me. And I just think I always kind of thought that that was like the fun in it. And like, that's Mm -hmm. why people drank was just to be weird and do weird things. And like, I don't know, but then I, like it didn't feel good, yeah. but I continued to like do that throughout high school and in my early twenties and yeah, all of that. I mean, there definitely is a difference between just having a drink or drinking to get drunk, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? And I feel like when we were that age, that span of, I don't know how many years, it was definitely, we were drinking to get drunk. Yep. We weren't drinking just to drink we didn't enjoy the taste it tasted terrible yes (laughs) so we were definitely just drinking to be stupid yes I don't yeah that's kind of crazy to think about yeah and we had Haley and I had a go-to party drink that we would always bring with us so dangerous to every part I don't don't even know how we came up with this or I think we saw it somewhere. Saw somebody do it and started copying it. And oh, God. Wait, so tell him what it is. So it was um, the Simply Lemonade, the brand Simply um, from the grocery store. We would buy the pink lemonade or like Mm -hmm. raspberry lemonade or whatever it was. Like a whole like gallon of it. Yeah, like the whole whole gallon of it. We would pour out half of it and then we would fill the other half with vodka which I'm pretty sure was like almost a whole fifth of vodka yeah like every time we did it and then we would cut up fresh fruit and put the fresh fruit in it I guess that made us feel fancy yeah sure or healthy or something (laughs) (laughs) or just diluted the taste of the alcohol yeah and then we would just you know shake it and let it sit and that was we would just bring that to parties Mm -hmm. with us And I remember like one of the last times we did it, we were at a house party and we were both so drunk and we were in the bathroom. And I remember we looked at each other and we were like, why do we do this? I have no clue. We're like, this is a terrible idea. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Well, thinking about Uh, that now too, just the amount of alcohol that that was mm -hmm. and also realizing now kind of some of my drinking habits, because when I used to drink like it was hard for me to like sip on a drink for a long time. It, oh, yeah. it was like I was downing that drink as fast as possible. And then I'd go to the next one and I would just end up like so intoxicated. But just thinking about like the normal standards of like what a normal drink is and then like thinking about how your blood alcohol level increases and like the amount of time that it took like took us to finish that. And how I would go from like zero to like 100, like so quick. Zero to blacked out. Yes. And it's because of drinking behaviors like that. What else is interesting too is like speaking of blackouts, I never realized that THC mixed with alcohol actually increases your risk of blacking out. So when I stopped drinking and I learned that, I'm like, no wonder I used to black out all the time because I used to smoke every single time I would drink. And I'd have caffeine, which is another thing. Yeah. And I recently heard that too about mm-hmm. the THC mixed with um, alcohol and I for some reason in my young brain thought that me smoking weed would decrease my drunkness mm-hmm. and chill me out or like mm-hmm. make me not feel as terrible the next day. Yes. <laughs> yeah. It's going to help with the hangover. Yeah, yeah. That was the mindset I had and that's why I would smoke weed while I was drunk. A lot of people think that with coffee too. Like they say to have a cup yeah. of coffee to like sober up. But in reality, like that's not the best thing to do. 
not a good idea. Mm-mm. Um, so those days are over. We're no, yeah. lo- no longer putting half a bottle of vodka in Simply Lemonade. Yeah. I'm glad that's over. Um, <laughs> I just, yeah, my brain is just like, how, how did we go through all of that? I'm just glad we survived and we like made it to the other side. You yeah, because it could have been, been a lot worse. I mean, we were lucky that... We never got in trouble. Yeah, we never, we never got, got DUIs. Yeah, nothing like, major happened. Mm-hmm. Um, we were pretty... I feel like we were pretty safe about it. We were always with a group of people that yes. we knew and were comfortable with. Like, yes. we weren't out with, like, strangers or ever doing things like that. Yeah. Luckily. Yeah, it was mostly just alcohol for us, but... Mm-hmm. Which is crazy. But now it's interesting because we both kind of have a different perspective on alcohol. And mm-hmm. like, while I don't drink at all anymore, like you drink way less than you used mm-hmm. to drink as well. And that's because of... Yeah. So I still drink and I still drink because I... My nose is running. <laughs> um, because I actually enjoy the taste of beer. So I don't really drink anything else like I'll have like a vodka soda every Mm -hmm. now and then because it's probably the least detrimental to my system yeah um but I like legitimately like the taste of beer and that's why I still drink but yeah I don't drink nearly as much as I used to because um I have a chronic illness so when I drink I feel terrible Mm -hmm. so I don't really get a choice anymore to be quite honest and the weird part to me is that I remember in high school, when yeah. we were going through the drinking phases, mm-hmm. I would have terrible hangovers. Yeah. The worst hangovers. And all of my friends would drink twice as much as me, wake up the next morning, start drinking again. And they're all like, why are you puking? Yeah. And I would have like the entire next day after getting drunk, I would puke mm-hmm. the entire well and I feel like that got worse for you too as you got older Mm -hmm. like it was like a two-day hangover yes or like a three-day hangover Mm -hmm. and then I would have like blacked out and been way drunker than you and I'm like I'm not hungover like I deserve to be yeah right and that was so frustrating because Mm -hmm. all my friends were just like rallying and I was like oh my god you guys I'm dying yeah and it always kind of mystified me but I just never really figured it out until recently when I got diagnosed with a chronic illness, started doing all of this testing and everything for my health. And then I had multiple doctors tell me that my body doesn't detox properly. Yeah. I have all these gene mutations and things messed up in my body Mm -hmm. that don't allow toxins to be released. Mm -hmm. So I think back to those days and I'm like, no shit. I felt terrible because I'm drinking all of this alcohol and it's not going through me Mm -hmm. like it is with the average person. Yep. So that was just like amazing when I finally figured that out. Yeah. (laughs) But I will say I did go on a bachelorette trip. Yeah. Last October and be a year ago (laughs) last October. And I took charcoal supplements Mm -hmm. with me. Um, Charcoal helps bind toxins in your body and pull them through your system. And obviously, I knew I was going to be drinking on a bachelorette party. So I took those with me. And I took those before I went out. And every night when I would get back to the hotel, I'd take it before I go to sleep. Mm -hmm. And then the next morning, I would take it. And I actually helped a lot. Yeah. Yeah. That and the warm weather. I just really like warm weather. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it's I, I like that you mentioned like, it's 
your body needs to detox after you're drinking alcohol. And just to me, that's interesting because it's like we're literally ingesting a toxic chemical mm-hmm. chemical and it's normalized. Mm-hmm. Like it's so normal. And people like look at you weird if you don't drink and you're like, what? Just because I don't want to put something like toxic into my body. I don't know. I just think that that's interesting. I mean, it's very interesting. I definitely feel like I've got rid of so many toxins mm-hmm. going through my body just to get my health on track. Yep. And so it became even more evident that alcohol is terrible for me too because it was so normalized. I've never viewed alcohol as something I need to get rid of Mm -hmm. and that's bad. You know what I mean? Until I put that together, I'm Mm -hmm. like, well, it's a toxin. It's literally making my body toxic. Why would I do it all the time? Well, I think we're just so trained to believe that it's like the people that can't handle drinking or like the people that are alcoholics and like they're the ones with the problem Mm -hmm. but it's like in reality like alcohol is like an addictive addictive toxic like substance that Mm -hmm. isn't good for your body but so many people do it um but I want to talk about your alcohol-free date that you had oh, the yes. other day. So I am, um, while we're recording this, currently undergoing treatment for my um, chronic tick-borne illness that I'm battling, and I am, can't have any altering substances. Mm-hmm. So can't have any THC, alcohol, can't have any CBD either, which is really tough, but yeah, because <laughs> shout out to CBD. Love that stuff. Yes. Um, but yes, yeah, so I can't have alcohol, which isn't a huge deal, but I'm so used to, I've been single for almost two years, mm-hmm. which is crazy. Yeah. It's nuts. Almost two years now. So I've been dating and I feel way more comfortable going out on a first date with somebody I barely know and mm-hmm. having some drinks because it loosens me up a little bit, makes yep. me a little bit friendlier. Yep. More flirtatious. You know, more flirtatious, <laughs> yes. which don't drink too many. It can be a little dangerous. <laughs> um, I am a flirt, so it's bad. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I'm so used to that mm-hmm. on a first date. And I've been seeing this guy for a while now, a couple months, and we went out on a date night now that everything after this quarantine and everything has kind of been opening we're like let's go out on a date night yeah we went out and I'm not able to drink right now and I wasn't worried about it because I've been dating him for a few months but I was still like this feels weird yeah that this is not normal for me because it's normally something that you pair together yeah dating and the drink exactly yeah so we go out to dinner and I just order a hot tea And he usually, he's a big wine drinker, but he was like, well, I'm not going to get a drink. Like if you're not going to drink, I was Mm -hmm. like, oh, that's so sweet. Yeah. (laughs) You're a keeper. (laughs) (laughs) It's a good sign. I would totally not be bothered if he did order a drink, Mm -hmm. but (laughs) um, it's nice to be with somebody that's not like, well, I don't care that you're not drinking. I'm going to get hammered. You know, that's was a fear, but clearly he's not like that. So that's nice. Yeah. Um, But yeah, so we had like a completely sober date night and stayed out for a few hours and we actually got like a hotel room that's right next door to like the date spot that we were at and like it was a completely sober date night Mm -hmm. and it was so amazing Mm -hmm. and the next morning I remember waking up and being like well first off I don't feel like complete shit yes I don't have to take back anything I might have said that I now regret I don't have to try to piece together the moments of the night before 
in so relatable yeah you know like it was like wow I'm not used to this um but then I actually texted him later that day and I was like that was really nice Mm -hmm. to have a completely sober date night and it was an overnight date night too you know and I was like it's completely sober yeah and he was like yeah I agree that was actually like really awesome yes so it was a nice experience I'm glad that I had it yeah and I just I think it's really cool once you get to experience things like that because you kind of realize that you don't need alcohol in the way that you thought Mm -hmm. that you needed alcohol for sure and I think for me that's been like a huge thing like on my journey not drinking is just proving to myself that I can do these things without alcohol, mm-hmm. you know, like instead of just, just like relying on that and continuing to do it when I know it doesn't make me feel good and it like doesn't allow me to be the best possible version of myself. Like it's, it's like the most freeing thing ever to like get home and wake up the next morning and be like, I'm really happy I didn't drink. Yeah. Like I'm so damn happy I didn't drink. You get to just start your day on the way that you want to start yep. it because you're not nursing a hangover. <laughs> Mm-hmm. so nice yep I used to wake up really early after I would drink and I realized it's because like when the alcohol gets out of your system normally you like you'll wake up so I used to wake up at what like 5 6 a.m and feel like shit about myself and then I'd be like deleting everything off social media like oh, all those pictures you took the night before that you thought were cute it's fuck like, you, I, like what am I gonna do with these fuck They're you blurry. snapchat like <laughs> seriously the fucking worst <laughs> And with Snapchat too, like you can't re-see what you sent unless you posted it to your stories. Yeah, just never good. I just cracked open a can of Clean Craft, which is one of my favorite non-alcoholic beverages. They're based here in Seattle, Washington. We both drink Clean Craft like crazy, I would say. Yes. Um, It's a hemp extract infused beverage, so no THC. Um, I know you drink it alcohol free, so super yes. helpful for you. Yes. It's so nice to have an option to bring to gatherings and parties that I can feel included, but I don't have to deal with the side effects of alcohol. Exactly. And since it does have hemp extract in it, anybody out there dealing with chronic illness that has chronic pain, hemp extract does help with that as well. So it's definitely helped me relieve some symptoms, which I'm totally good with and tastes delicious too. Yes. There are three different flavors. I cracked open a can of cola today, but there's also lime. And ginger. Yes. I always think it's orange, but (laughs) it's ginger. But cola is definitely my favorite. Yes. They're so good. And if you want to get yourself a case, you can actually get free shipping when you order through cleancraft.com. Yep. So you guys should definitely check them out. Let us know what you think. Um, I want to talk a little bit about like why you decided to go alcohol free and everything. Mm -hmm. Um, I think a good way to start that would probably be to definitely talk about us going to Austin, Texas yeah, together because I know that was a huge pivotal moment in yes. you going alcohol free and making that decision. Yeah. Um. So moral of the story is I was sent on a work business trip to Austin, Texas and I was single at the time. So of course I'm like, Haley, best friend, want to come with me mm-hmm. <laughs> be my plus one? Yeah. So she came to Austin, Texas with me and We had a very drunk evening while we were in Austin, Texas, and we both woke up that next morning feeling pretty terrible. Pretty terrible. But yeah, you can tell your side of it and kind of start it however you want. Okay, so I'm going to say something that I haven't really ever said out loud, 
But I remember laying in bed with you that morning and you telling me that I walked into the closet to go pee. Oh my God. I forgot about that. You did. I think for me, I was like, so I legitimately could have pissed in the closet if she wasn't here. Like, yeah, I saved you. Yeah. No, for real. No, I and saved I was the like, maid. That's who I saved. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but like that, I don't know. Just to me, I think I was like, whoa. Yeah. Like that, that's not something I would have wanted to happen. So it's funny because I don't think I've told anybody that. <laughs> Which is so funny because I forgot, totally forgot about that. And that goes to show you how much she's my best friend. Like if that would have been anybody else in a hotel room with me and they tried to piss remembered. in the closet, I would have been like, you're a piece of shit. Yes. You're never staying in my hotel room yes. again. Yes. Well, I think, I think for me, I just like struggled so much with blacking out. Like yeah. and just getting to the point of like no return. Like... Mm-hmm. And I just have so many times where I woke up in the morning and I was like, I, I really don't want to drink again. But like we talked about, like the social norm that is drinking, it's everywhere. And I also didn't feel like I had a valid reason to stop drinking because like nothing major had happened. Like I hadn't gotten a DUI. I ha- like, I don't know, like I hadn't been in trouble and I wasn't like waking up craving alcohol. And I like my dad battled addiction to alcohol. And I yeah. just kind of think like subconsciously growing up, my grandma used to say like he just needs to hit rock bottom before he can get better. And so I think that that kind of made me believe that that's the only way you could stop drinking is if it was that bad. And I had seen like like his brother drink and all these other people in the family like drink. So there was like the normal drinkers and then the non-drinkers were alcoholics. Yeah. And I, I mean, I still to this day, I'm, I'm not going to say I was an alcoholic because I, d- I don't identify with that. Mm-hmm. So when we woke up that morning in Texas, um, not only did she like mention like, hey, you almost pissed in the closet. <laughs> but the night before, I had actually gone to an event with mm-hmm. a podcaster that I really like and her podcast and her book is all about finding your tribe and connecting with like your people. And I remember when you asked me to go to Austin with you and I said yes. And then I was listening to her podcast and I realized she was doing an event when we were there. I booked my ticket for that event and mm-hmm. I remember just knowing that there was a reason that that worked out. <sighs> that literally just gave me chills. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's, I've heard it before, but it just gave me chills yeah. again. <laughs> well, it's weird too, because even leaving the event that night and then going out with you to get drinks, like I didn't know. I still didn't know yeah. why I was there, but I woke up that morning and I was looking on social media at people who had gone to the event and I came across this girl on social media named Amanda who was talking about how she helped sober curious women. So she was at the event? She she took my photo with the podcaster. No way. She Yeah, she was helping at the event. That's so funny. Mm-hmm. I never knew that because I know her just from like you following her and like talking about her. Yeah. So like I've started following her, but I never knew that she was actually at that event mm-hmm. that night. Oh, that's so funny. Yeah. That's amazing. Just incredible. So she was talking about like, even if you don't identify with being an alcoholic, but you feel like alcohol is like holding you back from like reaching your full potential. As I'm like laying in bed, I had all these plans for things we were going to do that day. Like I was like really excited to work on my business, really excited to work out. Mm. Like we went to True Food Kitchen and I like couldn't stomach any of the food. Yeah. And they have the best food. I know. (laughs) I know. And I just, 
I knew. Like, I was like, okay, like, this is something that I need to explore. And this is something that's like calling to me. And now looking back, I can like connect all the dots and just see how it really served me. But I remember in that moment being terrified. Like, I didn't even say anything to you. But in my Mm -hmm. head, I was like, I'm going to try to like stop drinking. And I was absolutely terrified. But it's been since November of what, 2018, that I had my last drink. And yeah, I can't believe that that was that long ago. Yeah. Dang. Yeah. I think it's amazing though, how you say, um, you know, how you, the only people you know that don't drink are people that like had hit rock bottom Mm -hmm. or had these big eye opening experiences. And that's so true. Mm -hmm. I, I think, I mean, I feel like that personally connects with me too, because even with my health, Mm -hmm. I definitely hit rock bottom before I got my health in order and like changed all of that in the reason I share my story. So out there now and try to help people is because I don't want people to have to hit rock bottom before they get their health in check. Yes. And so that's that could be like the same thing for you. Mm-hmm. You know, you're sharing your story of alcohol oh, free. Sure. You were scared and intimidated to do mm-hmm. it because you don't have a rock bottom story. Yeah. But you're still doing it and you're clearly connecting mm-hmm. with so many people over it that yeah. are in the same position as you. Yeah. That's truly inspiring. I think it's cool that you're able to connect that just with your health too. Yeah. I remember like when I first was like telling people that I wasn't going to drink, most people didn't understand because of the fact that I didn't have a story like that. They were like, well, well, why? Like, like, do you have a problem with it? And I'm like, I mean, I get way too drunk. Like I think about the time where I got drunk and did. That's a problem. Yeah. Yeah. Like I got drunk and (sighs) did drugs in Vegas. Like Mm -hmm. something I, I knew that I didn't want to do. But I did it because I was consuming alcohol and like not everybody has that experience. But typically that was my experience Mm -hmm. is I was not who I wanted to be when I was drinking. Yeah. You know. Oh, yeah. And it's all part of finding your true self too. Mm -hmm. like, you know, the journey that you've been on and the journey that I've been on is trying to live authentically and Mm -hmm. be the person that we know we are. I feel like you grow up with all of these things from society telling you certain ways to live mm-hmm. and do all of these things. And you kind of, you get to pick and choose, I guess, what you take. Yeah. But a lot of it that you choose, you don't realize that you don't actually have to choose it. Yeah. <laughs> because it's with the family that you're around, the yeah. friends that are around you, you know, yeah. like just the environment that you're in makes a lot of those choices yeah. for you. It's like you're doing it to fit in and to exactly. not really be different. Mm-hmm. Like you just kind of think that that's what you're supposed to do. Exactly. Oh my gosh. It's crazy. What else can we talk about as far as, <laughs> um, is there anything that we missed? I don't know. I guess maybe I would be interested, like if I was somebody um, following you mm-hmm. in your story, I'd be interested on what resources you have that yeah. you would be willing to share for people that might be in the same boat. As mm-hmm. you where they're like, okay, I feel like I might want to be making this decision to go alcohol free, but yeah. I'm scared. Yeah. Well, I, I totally understand the fear. I understand the fear of judgment. I understand feeling like you won't have a social life. But I think what I've learned is that it's like, really, I had to unlearn those things. Like I had to unlearn like social, like what I would do in social situations. Um, But I really think just like identifying like when you're drinking and like why you're drinking, like maybe journal and like think about it. Like 
I'm drinking in social situations because I need to feel more comfortable. And for me, just kind of like realizing like I need to figure out how to feel comfortable in social situations without relying yes, on alcohol. That's exactly what I was going to, that's what I was thinking while yeah. you were saying that. I was like, yeah. you just need to learn to be more comfortable. And it's, you have general. to sit with the discomfort because yes. I even remember like dancing without alcohol. Like I, I never used to dance. Like never. It was hard to get you to dance with alcohol Le- still. Yes. Yes. <laughs> but then I would get like blacked out drunk and have danced the night away and then wake up and I'd be like oh my god I'm so embarrassed um but even just like like realizing that that was something I was fearful of and then just starting to dance like at home Mm -hmm. by myself like putting it on my Instagram stories because it was so uncomfortable for me but it just made me more comfortable with it then now I'm just like I don't give a fuck like I'll do it and I feel like it's really just kind of like you said, led me to being more of like my authentic self. And Mm -hmm. it's like everything is like serving a purpose and like leads us to like, like what's truly meant to happen, you know? Um, But books and podcasts have been really beneficial for me too. just like getting more educated and realizing that I'm not the only one who has like experienced this and felt this way. Because like I don't have a lot of friends who don't drink alcohol. Yeah. And I didn't in the beginning, but now just using social media and Mm -hmm. Instagram, like the alcohol-free community online is insane. Like there's so many other people who have had similar experiences as me. So I'd say find some community through social media, like look up an alcohol-free hashtag, a sober hashtag, um, like just find people online that you can relate with because then you'll realize you're not alone. And then it's like all of a sudden you have these friends who also don't drink, you know, um, and then reading books. So I read a book called This Naked Mind by Annie Grace. That was an incredible book just because it gave me like so much knowledge and information that makes me never want to drink again. Like I've kind mm-hmm. of just like I just never want to drink again, you know, um, that's definitely a powerful book to start with then if it gave you that like instant I don't want to drink (laughs) yeah yeah well just like reading some of the statistics about alcohol and like actually how bad it is for like your health and like just kind of realizing that we've been like sold alcohol like Mm -hmm. like the reason we think we need a drink is because of marketing Mm -hmm. and like alcohol companies selling alcohol to us so it like I said kind of unlearning those things and kind of realizing like oh I actually don't need alcohol to be social or I don't need alcohol to go on a date. Yeah. Like I can still have a good date without alcohol, even though I'm married, but <laughs> I'm just speaking to your experience. She's married back off. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I just think like getting educated, reading books, listening to podcasts, finding that sober community and really just like, like diving deep with yourself and just like figuring out like why you think you need alcohol and figuring out why you're drinking And then just kind of doing work to unlearn that and just get comfortable being a non-drinker. Like that's what's helped for sure. I think that all sounds like absolutely amazing. Um, I do think that we should potentially, because I was going to say the whole community thing that you brought Mm -hmm. up about finding the community on social media. This is huge for like your chronic illness. Yeah, it was huge for me when I was battling like the health issues and trying to figure out what was wrong. And the same thing, I didn't have any friends that knew what I was going through. So Mm -hmm. I had to like find other people. Um, Yeah, because I never would have been able to connect with that. I would have been like, she looks fine. Yeah, right. (laughs) Like, yeah, you were there for me. Thank God. And I love you for that. Um, But yeah, there's 
things that you can't see that mm-hmm. I'm going through um, and vice versa, you know? Yeah. So it's just amazing the power in community. And I feel like everybody, if they're lost in like life, Mm-hmm. should utilize that i know this is weird because people have always been like don't talk to strangers online <laughs> but <laughs> be safe about it there's ways to be safe about yeah. it like don't give out don't your meet address. up with anybody if you're not comfortable you yeah. know what i mean like that's i wouldn't tell you go meet somebody on instagram and instantly meet up with them or invite them over like don't yeah. do that but you can connect on instagram mm-hmm. without even knowing where the other person lives mm-hmm. you know just be careful about it yeah but it's so powerful because yeah. i've gained so many friends on my end doing that and you've gained so Mm -hmm. many people on your end I feel like we should almost do an entire like episode on community yep and like share stories of like different people that we've met that have made an impact yeah because it's truly social media is insanely powerful Mm -hmm. these days yeah I definitely think there's pros and cons of social media too we could do an episode on that definitely that too there's definitely cons to it for sure yeah I also think too, just like when you can find people online, when you're just kind of like, like just discovering like your illness or Mm -hmm. like me, like I'm discovering that I don't want to drink. Those people can, can give you a word, like words to Mm -hmm. like your situation when you might not be able to put it into words yet. That's so true. Yeah. And I just think it just, it's so relatable and it's so powerful. Like you said. That's yeah, that's so true, because I definitely didn't know a lot of the verbiage, verbiage, Mm -hmm. verbiage, verbiage. I'd say verbiage, verbiage, but it's spelled verbiage, (laughs) the verbiage. (laughs) I didn't know any of that, Mm -hmm. you know, until I started following other people's stories and like doing my own research and stuff, too. So that's that's important as well. And I think that that's why both of us like share our stories the way that we do and like the things we've been through. Yeah. And I also want to like make a note that you don't have to share your story publicly Mm -mm. to follow people and message them and Mm -hmm. stuff. Like there's a lot. I have a lot of people that I connect with over Instagram that are battling Lyme disease and stuff and they don't share publicly in the way that I share. Yeah. And maybe someday they will. I don't know. But they're still messaging me. They're still asking me questions. Yep. I still consider them some some of them my closest friends mm-hmm. now, even though they're not sharing publicly. And the crazy thing is, is that I know so much about their life now yeah. that some of their closest friends don't even know mm-hmm. because they don't share it with people that don't understand it. Yes. And so it's almost like I feel so thankful mm-hmm. that I can provide that person that space mm-hmm. to and, like get all of that out yeah and I think we all have different roles to play too like you said you don't have to share publicly in order to connect with other people mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know so that's really cool is there anything else we're missing um I don't know I just think it's kind of funny to think back to our early drinking days like where <sighs> we started this podcast <laughs> it's crazy we uh, misplaced an entire like bottle of champagne. It wasn't even a normal size bottle of champagne. No, it, it was, was a giant a bottle gi- of champagne. You know, like on New Year's Eve, they sell the gigantic bottles of champagne. Yes. I think I convinced my oldest brother to buy that for yes, us. Right, I did. Yep. Yeah. Sorry, mom and dad again. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah. Literally mm-hmm. this big ass bottle of champagne and we took it to a party with us. And on the New ne- Year's Eve. On New Year's Eve. And then the next day, we were like, whatever happened to that bottle of champagne? Yeah. We, yeah. We probably blacked out. And but we did it. black out. Yeah. So 
potentially we drank it. We also that night we both really wanted to be like bartenders. Like we thought being (laughs) bartenders would be the coolest fucking thing in the world. I must have already been working in the service industry at that time. I don't know. I think I was. Oh yeah, you were because you started it. Was I at? Where was I at? Was I Georgios? I was in Georgios. Okay, probably. Yeah, I can't remember where I was that time in my life, but Georgios or Boston's. One of the two. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. We tried to live out our bartender dreams that night because I don't know how we ended up at a shut down restaurant on New Year's Eve, but we went behind the bar and very, very quickly got kicked out from behind the bar because we were like straight up pouring alcohol into people's mouths. So Haley and I, when we would get drunk together, we would think that we had some really good ideas and that we were um, (laughs) the world could not hurt us. Like nothing bad yeah. could happen to us when we were drunk together. Oh my god! So yeah, we were at this shut down restaurant. I think it was one of the people that we were with. It was yeah, one it of was... their friends. The family owned the restaurant, yeah. and so they had shut it down for a private party on New Year's Eve. Oh my god! And we all got invited. They shouldn't have invited us in the first place. Just, That's their own fault. I remember. But... <laughs> I remembered something. But yeah, so we were there. There was bartenders there and we were up at the bar ordering a drink and the bartenders like walked away for a second. (laughs) And we were like, we like, I just remember we like looked at each other and we were like, let's go. This is our opportunity. (laughs) We didn't even have to say anything to each other. I'm pretty sure we both just like dove underneath the bar Uh, and popped up behind it. And we're like, who wants drinks? I think the two of us together (laughs) drunk was like pretty dangerous. And then you add my sister to the mix and it was probably like even worse. Oh my God. Oh my God. No, but I remember that night I actually, I lost my phone that night. I remember waking up the next morning having no clue where my phone was and somehow I got lucky and I walked outside and no joke it was sitting on the sidewalk in downtown Seattle like just untouched yeah and I found my phone that 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 happened to me three times when I was drinking I left my phone places and then and then I find it you're so lucky I'm like I did not deserve this like I was way too drunk to deserve this it was that same night that the next morning I woke up and I went into the bathroom to go pee and I asked somebody who puked all over the bathtub and they were like, Jessica, that was you. That was you. And I was like, no, that wasn't me. That is so freaking And they funny. were like, yeah, Jessica, you literally demanded to take a shower and then you were throwing up the whole time, oh like in the shower. And I was just humiliated. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, um, I'm going to clean that for you. <laughs> <laughs> then we're going to go. <laughs> and then I'm going to never see you guys again. <laughs> So needless uh, to say, our party, crazy party days are over. But I'm not sad about it. Yeah, me neither. <laughs> I'm happy about it. That's the amazing part. Yeah. It feels so good to just know that I'm not going to be making stupid mistakes that are out of my control. Yes. Yeah. I might still make some stupid mistakes. Let's be real. Mm-hmm. We're all human. But it won't be a drunk ass stupid mistake. Yeah. Not fueled by alcohol. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay, that was a lot that we just spoke about, about alcohol-free lifestyle. Um, We thank you guys all for tuning in and listening to us today. And we would love for you guys to rate and review our podcast for us if you could. And we would love to make this community even stronger. So we would love if you could tag us in any of your alcohol-free posts. Tag us at Social Soul Podcast so we can support you. And we also... We want to know if you have any alcohol-free drink recommendations because Jessica tried her first one yesterday and she is obsessed. 
Mm-hmm. So we want to hear from you guys on some of your favorites, but also what you're experiencing as you explore an alcohol-free lifestyle. Yep. So can't wait to hear you guys and we will see you next time. See ya.